But how do you do that when you've got to make 50 calls today or send out 50 emails? Or how are you finding SDRs balancing the time to be able to do that personalization? It's a change in thought process because is the goal really 50 calls or is the goal five real interactions or five touches or, or point and set? Hi, friends. Welcome to the Sales Enablement Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Paul. Now, that was Stephen Passanelli. He's the Chief Marketing Officer at BombBomb. Now, due to the COVID-19 crisis, everyone, sellers and buyers alike, and actually including your grandparents, are getting more and more comfortable with video. And today, Stephen's joining me on the show, episode 760, to talk about how to use video messaging, how sellers can enable themselves to effectively create more personalized connections with their buyers. So in today's show, Stephen's going to share his best practices for using video messaging in outbound prospecting, and he'll also provide his proven five-step recipe for creating an effective video message. Now, this recipe goes by the acronym TUNED, T-U-N-E-D, and you're going to have to stay tuned to this podcast to learn exactly what those steps are. But before we get to Steve, I'll let you know that all of us who work to produce this podcast are incredibly grateful for all of you who support us by listening to the show telling your friends, sharing it on social media, and most importantly, subscribing to the show and giving us your feedback in the form of a rating and review. So thank you very much for that. All right, let's jump into it. Steve, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Andy. How are you? I'm doing well as well as could be considered. Uh, Yeah. We're recording this in sort of the height of the work from home. (laughs) Work from home what? Uh, Work from home trend in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic, I guess. Yeah, it could be the beginning. It could be the end of work from home, depending on how fast this goes. I guess we'll we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess it raises an interesting question, which is, do you think this, because a lot of people are sort of writing about, well, this portends the beginning of a trend of more people working from home on a more permanent basis. Mm-hmm. And we've sort of fluctuated in that in the United States. I mean, there was certainly a lot of talk about telecommuting, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, it sort of subsided. You know, uh, when Marissa Meyer was at Yahoo, she talked about bringing everybody back in. Certain benefits of having people together in terms of you're a small company, in terms of building company culture and so on. But where do you see it going? Yeah, I think, um, so I've worked from home for over 20 years. Every job I had since I graduated college was was work from home. So I've seen an evolution of work from home. So are you antisocial or do people <laughs> deem you a disruptive influence in the office or what's the story? <laughs> perhaps, perhaps. Um, <laughs> yeah, or, or it's dumb luck or I just am secretly, you know, I secretly gravitate. You know, mo- most of the time I would, you know, most, most jobs I had in the past that I would travel the country and sure. speak. Uh, and then, so the time that that you know the times that you weren't speaking, you were at at home, and so it was so much harder fifteen years ago than it than it is today to truly know the members of your team. It is much easier today, but you need to have you need to have discipline around your your work from home process. You need to have a separate space, which which a lot of people that are thrusted into this work from right. home paradigm right now, they don't have a space carved out. They don't have I mean, the interruptions because all the kids are home too. So. Well, yeah, but you see it all over LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. People sort of taking pictures of their work from home space that, uh, you know, a chair at a dining room table, for instance, is the most common yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, I'm lucky enough to have this uh, this amazing 
eight by eight foot office in my garage that I built with my father-in-law to separate, you know, to be separated from the, the madness that goes on inside the house. And, and it is a key component. And then, of course, with technologies, you know, like Zoom, we're using Zoom right now, uh-huh. uh, but Zoom for meetings. And we had uh, 150 people on all hands uh, meeting at, at BombBomb, all on Zoom at the same time. It was like four or five screens of like squares. Right, right. Yeah, we had something similar this week, about 90 people on. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and it, and it worked and, and it was great. And I got to see everybody and I feel like I'm connected with them more often. And then, you know, face-to-face meetings, Zoom is great. And then when you're not, what about the other 99.5% of the time that you're not in a face-to-face synchronous meeting, what do you do? And then that's where video messaging comes in as another, you know, element or tool in your tool bag for Human connection, <laughs> which is at a premium right now. I mean, yeah, you know, it's sort of funny. It's it's almost like the opposite of human connection now because I just I'm in I said, New York City and and um, left. My, I hadn't left my apartment for two days and went outside for a walk. And I was actually on the phone with my wife. <laughs> I was talking about this because she's the only person in her office today, which is the reason she went into her office. But. Um, I said, you know, instinctively now, when somebody walks by me on the sidewalk, I, I turn my back on them. <laughs> that's like, that's hey. so, it's so unlike me <laughs> because yeah, it, I don't, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty social, but this is like, <laughs> just don't get on me. Yeah. Yeah. It's really um, interesting. The change of behaviors we're going to see, I noticed it immediately in myself. Yeah, and I, and I also I think there's an interesting dynamic. As long as you're far enough away from people, people are recognizing one another from a from a, a farther distance. But but there's a there's a kindness that's also happening. Just as long as you don't get too close, right? Like as <laughs> yeah. soon as you break that barrier, that kindness changes real fast. But there's a like, hey, you're out and about. Like yeah. my neighborhood was just full of people walking, and it's not usually like that. Oh well, Manhattan is empty. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I'm not, I'm in close to the UN on the, on the East side and yeah. we're in a kind of a quiet neighborhood with no through streets. So we're tend to be a little quieter anyway. But when I look over a railing to the other streets and the rest of the neighborhood, it's like, empty. yeah, there's just no one there. I'm in a suburban neighborhood. So we have plenty of like space to still be apart from one another. Yeah. While walking yeah. You can go outside and play and do it. Yeah. Yeah. We're a little more intimate here so um yeah i mean last saturday my wife and i had been in california for a few weeks and and flew back on friday and saturday morning we had literally no groceries in the house because we weren't anticipating this when we had left and so we go to trader joe's first thing and half hour before it opens you know line stretching two blocks long practically people waiting to get in so yeah we need, pe- we, we, need, we need people to relax and calm down. But anyway, enough about that. Let's let's talk business because this is what people are tuning in for. So yeah. for people who aren't familiar with BombBomb, just on the off chance, why don't you tell people what BombBomb does? Yeah, BombBomb uh, at its core is a, is a video messaging platform that allows you to be face-to-face with someone when you can't be face-to-face in, in real life. It's asynchronous. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's a bit different than something like a Zoom. You know, as we mentioned before, Zoom, you have to set that meeting and, and get people there at the same time and get the agreeance that you want to be there and then show up at the same time. And 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 which is great because synchronous meetings 
are can be very productive and that's right. what you're driving for. Um, but in all the other instances and in all the other spaces of communicating with colleagues, communicating with fellow sales reps, uh, communicating with prospects, with past clients, with, you know, with leads, everyone, video messaging can be a great way to break down the barriers and show people who you are. People do business. Um, someone in one of your recent episodes, Andy, said um, that the bedrock of sales is still people to people selling. That's probably me. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, that's, I knew it sounded smart. Now. <laughs> but it's, it, it's, it's true. So how do you get people to people selling? Black text on the white screen isn't people to people selling. Sending someone text-based email messages isn't people to people selling. When someone can see you and hear you and feel your passion and see the emotion on your face and know that you have the belief in your product, it's, it's a different story. So we help you get face-to-face with people that matter the most through simple video messages. Yeah, I think the the thing that I really like about it, and and we'll talk about the usage of it later because I've used it, and the, first of all, people just respond to it. I mean, yeah. first of all, they, they get opened. And then, as you said, there's you have that opportunity to form that connection. It's like you're it's like you're preempting some of the decisions somebody might have to make about you just by trying to infer what they're seeing in an email, right? It's like, you know, is this person a you know, are they smart, are they credible, are they a good person? You know, what what can I learn about this person just based on this email as opposed to when you open up a video message, it's like, oh, well, there's Steve. What can I what can I infer about Steve or intuit about Steve? based on this video. Yeah, and and that inference part is is so important because people make a decision on who you are. People don't believe the message until they believe the messenger. And if they don't know who the messenger is, the message is then ineffective. Um, but rewinding back to what to what you said, people just respond to it. And I want to make sure this is this is clear for the audience. Um, yeah, I started using video, just a bit of a backstory before we get to people just respond to it. Uh, I led a sales team. We had uh, eight eight people. We traveled the country. We sold products face-to-face. And then we were trying to figure out how to sell products um, after the live events as well. And that's when I stumbled upon video in 2011. So that was the first time I started mm-hmm. using video messaging for the purpose of selling a product for better communication. And I made so many mistakes and and guessed wrong about so many different things that, that we can walk through. Sure. But one of the things that I made a mistake with is I thought that people res- were responding to video. And in that day in 2011, some of it was because sure. it was a novelty. Video was the novelty. But I quickly began to realize that it, it's not the video. They are not responding to the video. The video actually has very little to do with how they're responding, it comes down to the messenger and the person that's delivering it. They're not responding to video. People are like, oh, well, someone else uses video. There goes the advantage. Well, just like on a phone, sure, you know, the phone can be an advantage. Everyone has the same advantage of using the phone, but it comes down to the salesperson on the phone if it's really effective. And now people are, are I think they're realizing that more um, that the messages, you can't just send a video and hope that it works. If you have a bad message in text, it's going to be a bad message in video. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's it. <laughs> so, so yeah, they're not responding to video. They're responding to you. They're responding to you as a person. Yeah. I mean, I think that 
if you go through your, and I was doing this as a, a test because I knew this point was going to come up before we spoke, and go through my inbox and so on. I think in the last, I don't know, I maybe over the last month, I think I've received four maybe video messages out of thousands of emails. I mean, to me, it's still like so much fertile ground to be plowed with this. <laughs> it's still a novelty to an extent. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the yeah. penetration's comparatively low, which I think. I think still, as to your point earlier, if you do have an effective message, you're going to stand out even more than you mm-hmm. will. At some point, yeah, everybody's going to be doing it more routinely. Um, yeah, you know, I'd always hold some people back because people don't like being on camera, yada, yada, yada. But yeah, I mean, again, when I was sending them more consistently than I have been recently, but more when I was doing more active prospecting. Um, yeah, the response, the response to it, the response rate was incredible. I mean, people, yeah. that, people that, they oftentimes wouldn't video message back, even though they had the link there to click to record something. Because um, they're afraid, just like. Because they were afraid, but but you at least get something back on a pretty yeah. high percentage. So, uh, getting something back, remind me to, to chat about that, because I've been doing something called the Gratitude Project through video. And I think salespeople that have a high ACV deal I think this is a slam dunk approach to, to building relationships. But so, well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. what is what is the gratitude project. Okay, well, so we can. We, we'll yeah, we, I was going to say some people don't like to 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 be on camera. Let me let me just address okay, that. Okay, finish one. that point. Sure. It's, it's another. This is a quick one. The other one's longer. But that that some people just like don't like to be on camera is a is a true statement. And and once you get past that, the video isn't for you. The, the reason why you're, you're sending a video to someone else is to explain something more articula- articulately, to show them something through a screen recorder. The video just doesn't have to be you. You can live demo or show someone something for, to have them feel the emotion. And this is, this is the segue to the Gratitude Project. Mm-hmm. To have them feel the emotion of, of true gratitude or a thanks and, and sales being a transfer of emotion right? That's, mm-hmm. that's all sales is, is a transfer of emotion. Video allows that to happen. And so when you stop thinking about who this video is for, when you record that video and you're nervous, video is not for you. When you watch that video back and you don't like the way that you looked or sound, video is not for, the video is not for you. It's for the recipient. And if you think about it that way, that also makes you think about the message that you're using to that recipient, right? Is mm-hmm. the message valuable to the person that I'm sending it to? You know, if this video isn't for me, is the message valuable? Am I delivering it in a better way? Does video work for this instance? And if you could say, yes, the message is valuable. And yes, video is a better format, better medium to communicate it in. Then you have the right message to send out in video that will be more effective and will do a better job for you. Yeah. And just to clarify, when you're saying video isn't, the video isn't for me is, is just so people are listening. It's not that you're not meant for video. It's just that that video isn't intended. That specific Correct. video isn't intended for you. You may yeah. still be made for video. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you for the clarification. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, so the gratitude. Do you yeah. Wanna? Well, I mean, I think this, this sort of deconstruct what you just talked about is, is you are going to be nervous when you first start doing this. Anybody that hasn't done video messaging before. And so what are sort of the, the keys to sort of, building up the comfort level, sort of doing this in a flow, like you would send an email in a flow. I mean, mm-hmm. most, not everybody's like me where I tend to 
you know, edit emails. <laughs> My wife, if she's sitting next to me on the couch, I'm trying to create an email. She's like, oh, just send it already. Um, <laughs> but when I do videos, yeah, you, you can't do that. You know, hey, you don't have time. And, and, but, yeah, you're seeking a perfection, which, again, it's, you have to look through it through that, look at it through the eyes of the person receiving it. Yeah. Yeah. So your, your imperfection is your perfection. That's what will connect you to, to the person that's receiving it. But I love that you use the word flow because if people are really trying to, if you're trying to get into a habit and you make, you make a promise to yourself, you know what? I know that I am better face to face. I know if people see me and they hear me that I will be a more effective salesperson. If you could say yes to those things, then you're going to make a serious effort on trying Mm -hmm. you know, trying out video and say, okay, I'll use video for the next two weeks or three weeks or, or whatever and see how it works. But that flow, the, the word they use flow is so important because that first one's going to be tough. The second one's going to be tough. And if you record one or two and then you stop for a day or two and then you start over and you record one or two, you never quite get that flow. So if you do time block it and chunk it out, you'll notice after you record like two or three in a row, that to record the fourth, fifth, and sixth all in that same sitting, like mm-hmm. you're boom, 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 boom. And you do get into that flow state of mind and you stop worrying about the other things and you don't watch them back because you want to get 10 videos out in 20 minutes. And that's, you want to send 10, 30 second videos. And you can do that if you get in that flow. And that's what salespeople that are really using video well, that's what they're doing is they're chunking it and they're time blocking that out. But a critical thing you brought up is, they don't watch it back. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. As long as the name is correct, everything else is, is okay. Your ums, your ahs, the, the child that runs through the shot in the background because Absolutely. you're working from home is, is only going to endear you to the recipient. And I don't know if I mentioned this the last time I was on a couple of years ago. Hopefully I didn't. <laughs> um, it might've happened after actually, I think. So my fit, my favorite stories of my wife who was sending, um, she wouldn't use video, couldn't get her to use it. She right. finally, fi- finally broke her down, convinced her to use it. And she was selling, uh, skincare, you know, products. Right. And so she had all of her products in her hand. She recorded her first video, dropped all the products in the papers during the video recording, popped out of the frame, and she looked over at me. I was in the kitchen. And I was like, you keep going. Like, you keep going. <laughs> and she popped back into the frame, bright red face, and kept going. And when she was done, she was like, I'm not sending that video out. And I was like, oh, yeah, click. And, 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 and we sent it. So you got past that point in your marriage is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. So she got a phone call 15 minutes later from Susan. the per- And I know Susan now because now she's a friend of the family. From, from Susan Mangagian, who watched the video and so connected with Gretchen because of, she called it klutzy, which mm-hmm. it was fairly klutzy. She's like, oh my God, I'm so klutzy too. And this was their first phone conversation they ever, ever had. And they talked about stories for 10 minutes on how each one of them was klutzy. And then at the end, she was like, well, I'll just buy all the products. And she did. And, mm-hmm. and it was because... That imperfect video, the mistake that happened, dropping the products, showing people your true authenticity 
is, is the most important thing to think about when you're sending a video. If you were a bit quirky and you said something silly and you're like, I don't know if, if, the, if the person on the other end is going to relate, send it. That's who you are. Your authenticity will stand out and make that connection for you. And if they don't like you and they didn't like it for whatever reason, even better. The faster you know that you're not supposed to get along with that prospect, the better. The better. Absolutely. I agree. So two things. One is, is and just sort of basics, how long should a video be mm-hmm. optimally or how long should it not be, right? Perhaps start there. And sort of how do you, is there structure that you've, you've found through looking, you know, however many millions have been sent through bomb bomb that, yeah. that's a little more effective? Yeah. So uh, video length is, is really ambiguous. Um, in general, if you want a good rule of thumb, the less of a relationship you have with someone, the shorter the video. So okay. we, we try to tell people a minute or less. Um, we actually guide people that way because if you do send it through BombBomb, we give the exact time on the bottom in the seconds. And after you hit a minute, it just says one minute, two minutes, three minutes. Under a minute, it says 37 seconds. That 37 seconds, again, you're asking someone for their time. Mm-hmm. And if the video says five minutes and I don't know the sender, I'm not giving someone I don't know five minutes of my time. Absolutely not. Valuable. Right. So you want to keep keep that low. But if someone reached out to me, if we had a new lead, uh, if I had a new lead and they had a very specific question about an aspect of, uh, of the program and I sent them a four-minute screen recording with my face up on there at the same time where they can see me and see my screen, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Because they asked about, hey, I want to see how this program does X, Y, and Z. And then you start off the video and say, hey, this is going to take a couple of minutes for me to describe because we have some really great features. But you asked about X, Y, and Z. And because you asked about that, I also want to show you uh, A uh, and walk them through it. And that's going to be okay in that instance. So, right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I find that so. That's sort of a good segue into what what I want to talk about next, which was how people are using this in in real life, like sales teams and so on. So, for and again, based on your experience with with how your customers are using it, are they using it, let's say, at the SDR level, more for um, you know proactive personalized outreach or part of campaigns? You know, stick it. We've got a templated video we use, and we stick it in a in a cadence, and off it goes. I mean, it. Seems like more personalization is better, obviously. Yeah. So, so people say, well, how long does that take? Because that takes a lot of time. There's a time and place for both. We do use both. In 2011, when I first started using video, I was like, great. Now I can take our marketing videos, put them into an email and send them out. And yeah. like... It didn't net me anything. It was 2011, so you know, I wasn't the smartest bulb. Not that I am now. <laughs> well, none of us are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yes, you can put a marketing video in there, or something that the team created, and drop it into a sequence. If you have an 18-step sequence in whatever program that that, that you enjoy using, Ring Ring DNA, mm-hmm. for instance, yeah, yep. And so you can you can drop that in there, but where you're really going to gain ground and gain traction is in that personal touch. If you are taking the time, most most BDRs, SDRs are, are being taught to take the time to look up a little information about the recipient mm-hmm. and add that into the text-based email. Well, people know that that can be faked, so it's not as effective anymore. Your, your key is to disrupt their pattern. It's a 
pattern disrupt. And if you take a video and you spend, you're already spending the minute to look them up on LinkedIn before you reach out to that recipient, because it's part part of your tier one ABM, you know, outbounding campaign, add that into Uh, your whiteboard. It's it's in the playbook, but I I don't think very many people do it, but yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Even, even if you didn't look them up, write their name on that whiteboard, show them, disrupt that pattern and let them know that this is a video that was created. This is an email first, but this was a video that was created just for them because their name is handwritten on the whiteboard and I draw little pictures and designs and all sorts of things. All right. So people who can't, who are listening to this and can't see you, um, you're holding up like an eight by 11 whiteboard and just as a small dry erase board, basically. Right. Yep, with a marker that I keep handy right here. Uh-huh. And um, I sent an email, which we, we could talk about it. Like I, I sent an email to the CMO of Salesforce. I don't know the CMO of Salesforce. I never met the CMO of Salesforce, mm-hmm. but I did listen to their podcast one day and right. thought it was fantastic. And Drew, she talked about Kodak cameras and Starbucks. So I drew... And I'm not the best drawer, but I drew a Kodak camera and a Starbucks cup and sent it out. And that video got played nine times, 90% more, 90% or more, mm-hmm. so 100% of that video. So it got played again and again and again and again. And I'm pretty sure that most of the emails that she receives on a daily basis aren't getting that type of traction or interaction. Now, that was part of right. my gratitude project, but yeah. So, well, tell us what you said in that. I mean, so, yeah, several parts of this is that, so just recap so people understand is, yeah. is what Steve is saying that you do. And and if you ever get an email from anybody at Bomb Bomb, and they, they do this religiously, is is there some, I call it proof of life. <laughs> That's, that is, I'm writing that down. I'm writing that down right now. Proof of life demonstration in the video. And you see it in the, the thumbnail that plays in your the body of your email when you receive it. Which said, you know, could be say, hi, Andy, and have the date on it or something. I mean, for people to understand the proof of life reference, it's, you know, when you kidnap somebody, you want to make sure they're doing a ransom demand, you want to make sure they're they're alive, so they have a photograph of the kidnapped victim holding today's paper or something. Newspaper. Right. Yeah. So, this is the video email equivalent of it. And, yeah, just a simple 8x11 um, dry erase board you can hold up yeah. and... Put on Sharpie and and yeah, the the ones that I respond to that I receive, I got a pitch uh, just uh, what day is it? So it would have been earlier this week from somebody to come on the show and yeah, not having seen that, um, yeah, I probably would have gone by it more quickly, may not given the same attention, but his video message was very strong to the point. I think it was forty seven seconds. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he's booked to come on the show. Well, there you go. That's and and it's proof of life and proof of personalization. But but how do you do that when you've got you know the demand that you got to send out you know make fifty calls today or send out fifty emails or you know it's is how are how are you finding SDRs balancing the time to be able to do that personalization? I know you said they forego the LinkedIn lookup. Yeah. but I'm not sure that I said it's I'm not sure they're doing that anyway. So it's a, it's a it's a change in thought process because because is the goal really fifty calls? Or is the goal five real interactions or five touches or or appointments set? And so if you're just hitting on the a number, right. and, and so that's why it's the right time and place. And not every email by a mile. I, I still send majority of my emails are text-based emails. Sure. 
but a quarter of them are video and it's the right time, the right place with the right message and using that little framework that, that we went over before mm-hmm. deciding when to send that, that personal video message. If you're selling a product that, that is $5 a month, maybe personal video isn't right for you to sell the product. Maybe in supporting it, if you do have to support it with a real person and, right. and you have your CS team, they can quickly send a video to show someone something that might be where you want to use personal video messaging or for um, internal communication to each other. You know, so you're sending videos or, and you're dropping them in Slack or you're dropping a video you know, in an email mm-hmm. or, or wherever because video messaging just isn't for email. You can use it in other, you know, in other messaging platforms too. Right. Yeah, so I'm thinking in the case of you talked about before is you know maybe that second one you send is you've got a you know two minute excerpt from your software demonstration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you think about it, you're an SDR. Maybe you had a first call, first conversation with somebody they wouldn't really commit to a demo. Perfect time to send a video as the second one. Hey, here's they start with your message, reconnecting, have a short excerpt from you know screen capture as you said of of your software demo, something a key point you know they're really interested in could lead to setting up that demo. Yes. Yes. Which you wouldn't be able to do otherwise unless you're using video. Correct. In a lot of instances, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting. What other sort of unique use cases are you finding for... I mean, I love that sort of preview demo one with the screen catch, because I think that that's pretty compelling. What else are you seeing? So uh, are you talking about times to use it or innovative... Uh, attention-grabbing techniques. Uh, let's say innovative attention-grabbing techniques that people could learn from. Yeah, so we use a, a tuned methodology for that. Tuned. Are your emails tuned for attention? And so the the team aspect for the T, uh, one way to, to, to gather attention is to get a couple people in a video. It's not, it's, that is something more like a novelty. Most if, if you can count the amount of videos that you received in the past month, count the amount of videos that you received with three different people or four different people standing at the camera waiting to talk to you. It stands out. The videos that we've sent, and so my, my personal team since 2011 on has sent over 75,000 video messages for the sake of building communication and closing more deals. 75,000, and the team messages that we've sent, and this is something I, I recognized early, work. And you can use the team strategy, even if it's not a personal video, uh, because it will generate more awareness for that pre-recorded video that you're going to drop into the sequence mm-hmm. and get more plays on that too. If there's four or five or six, I usually show an example of uh, a video that we send at BombBomb. And there's actually another really good one that Conversica um, mm-hmm. sent uh, to us before when we signed up for the second, you know, year in a row, you know, their whole team got on a video and just said, you know, thanks. And so right. putting a lot of people on there, team is the, is the first part of the, the tuned methodology. And then you have uh, unexpected, do something unexpected. Um, one video email that we sent out was after a, uh, a major conference and Wim Hof was the speaker at that conference. I don't know if you're familiar with Wim Hof. I know the name, but I... Uh, the Iceman. He's got like all the... Uh, the records for being in cold water, ice baths, like swimming, you know, so. Okay. So he did the, the, he was the keynote speaker. So everyone learned about Wim Hof and why the cold is good for you and cold showers and cold this and cold that. And so we sent a mass email to everyone that we met at that convention 
And it was two of our sales reps team right there. Right. And they were standing outside in six inches of snow in bathing suits. <laughs> I was going to suggest that. Yeah. So it's unexpected. Like what, what are these two clowns doing? And, <laughs> right, right. and, and so that, that was a, a pre-recorded video that and I forget the total amount of people went out to it was everyone that, that we met at the, at the show that had a 53% play rate on a video that wasn't personalized. It was, you know, a video that went mm-hmm, out to mm-hmm. X amount of people. And so, which is really, really high <laughs> like just to get a, and I imagine shared quite a bit as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because we were like, oh, look at this. And, yeah. and they were like, we're outside. We're Wim Hofing it, you know, right now. We hope you guys had a great time at the convention. Blah, blah, blah. So any conversion, any conversion stats on that? I don't, I don't have it all the way through, through. Okay. All right. That's yeah. fine. So, um, but, but my, my favorite one is, is the name, which we, we talked about, but right. to take it a step further than the name on the whiteboard you know, just writing someone's name on a whiteboard is great, but you want to add some type of, and which brings me to the E as well, emotion mm-hmm. to the name, whether you write it on the whiteboard or um, I, I received a video of a, a colleague. And obviously, if you're listening to this, you won't be able to see this, but his head was down. He was shaking his head. He looked like he was about to cry. And then he looked up and I just saw the sadness in his eyes. And I'm like, what is this? I have to hit play on this one. And then, of course, like happy emotions too, not just sad emotions. But right. uh, that was a video that I received after I um, had a strange morning of getting, I received like 20 phone calls from people asking me how to do stuff in BombBomb. And I'm like, what is going on? And so that was our, uh, our email marketing manager. And he was like, I made a huge mistake and put your personal cell phone number <laughs> on, on a mass email that I, I sent out Oops. to our <laughs> Where's he work now? <laughs> Surprisingly still at BombBomb. Okay. Kyle's a great, great guy. That was one mistake. And uh, and he does awesome work. But yeah. <laughs> All right. So that we got name. We got emotion. What's the D then? Uh, so I, I got to go through it in my head. So it's, so it's team, unexpected, name, emotion, and detail. I don't know why I need to say it in order for me to remember it, but I do. <laughs> yeah. Get, getting old, getting old, Andy. But um, so detail is, this is what we were kind of talking about before a bit. Um, if if you're doing outbounding, if you're BDR or SDR and you need to gain that attention, you could write someone's name on a whiteboard. But if you really did look them up and look up their LinkedIn profile, do a screen recorder with your face on it with their LinkedIn up on the screen. If you can help them with their website, go to that page on their website, on the recipient's website and have that up on the screen. So when that video hits their inbox and it's, you know, if you're using something like BombBomb, it's already playing, they can see us scrolling down their page on their website. Or what I'd love to do is teach people just to be interested in other people. And if you look them up and you saw they, they wrote an awesome article, they have a great guide, a great download or a piece, bring up, you know, they're proud of the content that they're putting together and what they're writing. Go to that blog post, go to that amazing guide that they're promoting and promoting, you know, on LinkedIn and in other places and have that on your screen, create that, you know, add that sense of detail that you are paying attention. And if someone sees content that they created, it's like seeing their baby, right? It's like, oh, there's my baby. I'm going to I'm going to hit play because they spend a lot of time creating that blog post, creating that download, creating whatever. So Yeah. Well, no, one I saw recently, somebody had done was, um, yeah, and sort of the, the screen capture in the background was 
website of their person's alma mater. Um, yes, yes. And they apparently were using that as, as sort of their motif as they went through and prospected and were claiming great results with it. I don't remember the specifics, but instant personalization. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Which, which actually, this would be a good segue into, into the gratitude project. Okay, because, let's get into it. Because it's all about detail. And, right. and that's, that's what it, so I listen to, I love, I love podcasts. I listen to a bunch of podcasts and hopefully this morning, one. Yes. Yes. Including. <laughs> <laughs> so each morning I usually listen to a podcast while I'm working out and you know, I've been doing this for years and I thought about it and I'm like, man, we live at a, in an unprecedented time where I can get the insights from the smartest people on the planet. And we have people like you interviewing the smartest people and their ideologies and what makes them go and their thought process. And this is, this is just so amazing. But, and I thought about it, I'm like, I don't like, I, I haven't thanked any of these people, any of the, the podcast guests for coming on and sharing their knowledge and all their expertise. And, um, and I thought to myself, I'm like, I wonder how many people truly do reach out to thank these people for their time. And my guess was very little to, to none, or mm-hmm. if they were reaching out, it was for uh, maybe other, other reasons to pitch them something you know, right off the bat. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to pitch anything. I'm going to send them a video. And, and these are all people I don't know, of course, right. I'm going to send them a video and I'm going to be very clear and specific about what I learned from them and, and how I'm going to use that content or what it sparked for me and my team. And so I have a, a, a Google doc here that, that I can bring up and I can show you all the names, the date, the video that I sent. Uh, the title, the podcast that they were on, the notes that I have, and if the, if they responded. And I started doing this on January 10th, so a little bit late into the year, but on January 10th. Um, and I've been doing it four to five times a week, every week since then, except my vacation week. I did take a week off. Um, and the last time I checked, I was at a 72% response rate, a 72% response rate because in the subject line of the email I talked about them and and I would try to pick out something specific about that episode and then in the body of the email I just one or two sentences like really quick telling them to watch the video because of something very specific I learned in each episode and then I would use the whiteboard and I told you for the CMO of Salesforce I drew the Kodak camera mm-hmm. And, and so I did all sorts of different things with the whiteboard. It takes you 30 seconds to, to come up with something or like a, a, my favorite quote. If you say something back, someone said something, you say it back to them. It is all about them. It's triggering them to mm-hmm. be curious to see what you have to say. And so I send it out. I, I've been sending out these videos and I'm getting an amazing response. And I was thinking about other people. Can you, if you sell, I gave this example to a, a primo, a company, they're customers of, of BombBomb as well. And they sell some, they sell a product that's $300,000, right. $200,000, 400. And so they have a list of 250 people. Do they have the time to sit down and, and look at their recipients and see 
what they're doing and if they were on a podcast, which chances are the people they're going after are out there somewhere sharing information and then send it out just to start that relationship. If that relationship can start off of thank you so much, the responses I've been getting, like uh, people curse that. They, I've had one, I sent it out to Christopher Lockhead. Yeah. And and his response was holy shit, Steve. And sorry, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, that, that was the that was the response. Right. He was like, "This is the most epic uh, message I've ever received about my podcast." And so I made an impression on him. And and I wasn't trying to sell him bomb bomb to to do it. But now do we have a relationship that maybe if I was trying to prospect and sell him that mm-hmm. I could then take the next small step. People try to leap the Grand Canyon and right. send out these emails to like, you ready to buy? You ready to buy? No, no, and no. Be interested about me. Care about me. And if, Let's and just if connect. I care about them, they'll reciprocate. Exactly. Yeah, it's about connection. Yeah. Yeah, let's start there. Just connect. Just connect. Yeah. <laughs> Make it real. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, we run out of time, but it's always fantastic to talk with you. Yeah. And uh, look forward to doing it again before too long. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on the show. I appreciate all the conversations. Well, good. Well, we'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Sounds good. Okay, folks, thanks for listening. We're so grateful for your support for the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to this podcast, Sales Enablement with Andy Paul, on iTunes and leave us a five-star rating. You can do that all on your phone in less than a minute as soon as this podcast is over. Thank you so much. Until next time, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Good selling, everyone.